Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Monday edition. Will Brinson, Pete Prisco, Jason Locke, and Fora. Everybody's back from the Combine. I never left. I'm sure you guys will mention that. You have a good time in Indy, Pete? A lot of work. It was fun, though. Look, you know me. I love the Combine. It's where you get all the great gossip. It's a gossip fest. That's what Are, it is. Jason, do you think Pete is a top five NFL gossip in terms of media members? Because I feel like he might be there. Secret is that hmm. he, he it's has defined like, gossip. Are we talking like, um, like media related gossip, like like league related gossip? Just what it, like inane? I almost said a curse word. <laughs> inane, like half truths about nineteen to twenty one year old kids that like have to do with body language or how a kid sat in a chair or how big his fingers are or you know. Whether his grandmother ever farted too loudly in a restaurant, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, he'd be he's he's on he's on the Mount Rushmore. Um, speaking he's of the Steve podcast. Belichick of that stuff. <laughs> uh, by the way, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple on your little uh, iPhone app. I think you can you can't use Spotify. We need to look into that. Uh, you can use Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you find your podcast. Leave a five star review. Follow at Pick Six Pod on Twitter. Pete, I want to, um, you know, we'll get to the, this is a very, this is a, a fluid show because the news is all about the combine and everything coming out of there. And it seems to me that the, um, the two, the two biggest things that people are talking about, one, the free agency quarterbacks, and we'll get to that in a second, but two, the draft quarterbacks, what you went in, I believe, with the idea that Josh Allen out of Wyoming was the number one quarterback in this class, how do you feel post combine about that? He's still the number one quarterback in this class. Uh, I mean, look, he's the, he was the best thrower uh, of the day. Uh, I talked to guys away from from uh, you know the combine, guys that were in the meetings with him, and they said he was very good in the meetings. Yeah. He's the alpha male. He's the alpha male of the group. That's what you want. You want your quarterback to walk in and own the own the day, and th- and that's what he did. Which is why I, I think he's the number one quarterback in his class. Look, the completion percentage, they can fl- look at that all they want. Matt Stafford's completion percentage was crap in college. Brett Favre had an awful completion percentage in college at Southern Miss because he played a lot of good teams that were better than the players around him. That happens. So, uh, look, look deeper into the dive of the completion percentage. You'll see passes doinking off. Guys are going to be bartenders and bouncers in a couple years. And, uh, and that's why I, I think he's the number one quarterback in the class. What's his floor? Don't disparage bartenders, by the way, buddy, or bouncers for that matter. No, but they're not, they're not getting paid $15 million a year to catch pants. Well, hey. If there were no bartenders in this world, I would be miserable, so. Hey, look, my brother made his living in bartender for a long time, so I'm all, I'm all for the bartenders and bouncers, but seriously, you know, not playing football in the National Football League. What is the floor for Josh Allen in this draft, Pete? How, like, how, let's say he's sly. I mean, just the Browns will take him at one. How how far could he slide in this draft? A guy told me, Three? a couple guys told me, they think that there's going to be set, four guys going to top seven. Whoa. And then you and then you add in, I guess, Quentin Nelson, Bradley Chubb, and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's top seven. Yeah, yeah, that's top seven. Okay, uh, Jason, what is jo- where does you, do you have any sense? Because I know you're 
I mean, typically, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you you don't do a deep dive on these prospects before the draft season really starts up, like just like NFL guys. Um, where is your sense of how these quarterbacks slot out right now? I think five are going in the first round. Uh, I think three are going top six or seven, and I think four are going top 16. Uh, 16? It's not out of a possibility five going in the top 16. I mean, it, it really isn't, depending, again, on how free agency shakes out and how desperate some of these teams are and, and how much they fall in love with some of these players. And don't kid yourself about the role of ownership, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. And if they click with a kid, he all of a sudden starts going up boards. If they don't click with a kid, all of a sudden the scouts start coming back and their, you know, their final evaluations and their, um, you know, when they, when they set their board and all of a sudden this guy is lower and nothing really has happened other than, eh, the owner's only Luke. You know, he came in for his, his, his personal day visit and went to dinner with the owner and the owner kind of thought he was a turd. So th- these things have a way of being jerry-rigged by outside factors other than the film. Oh my combine and the work. By the by the way, I want to say this about Josh Allen. I saw the the note about him misidentifying Dan Marino. Yeah. Um, and I guess it was a Peter King's thing or whatever. But he called Dan Marino Mister Elway. But I want to say this, I, and I wrote this yesterday. Of all the guys that have ever come to the combine, and believe me, I've been doing it a long time, who stood up at the podium and talked about the National Football League, he was more aware of what's going on in the NFL than any of them, except for a guy named Peyton Manning. And, and that's high praise because there aren't fans of the game anymore. It's hard to find those guys. I want a gym rat who loves it and will live it. And this kid came across as that to me. That's why I thought when I saw that note, I'm like, he must have just got nervous and flubbed it because he knows the difference between John Elway and Dan Marino. I mean, well, he, and he, also you got to understand how how like for a 20 year old kid, how long ago that happened. You know what I mean? Like John uh, Dan Marino was in his prime. 20 years before this kid was born. Right. But but not only I that, mean, though, but not only that, he was probably nervous. And he just said, hey, Mr. Elway, instead of they went, oh, I'm sorry, Dan. He knows who they are. He, he knew, was, he he was, knew the details of the Browns draft. He knew the details of the Broncos defense. He, he knows was, which teams run which schemes. I mean, right. I, I made a point to listen to him. And, I mean, he knew which coaches are more compatible with him than others. And, yep. I mean, he was speaking freely about different teams and different teams' sharp. personnel and different teams' formations. Like, yeah, so I was I, really impressed by the kid. Me too. Uh, me too. And I heard stories that I can't repeat on here about him that make him make me even like him even more. He's a, he's the he is he is the guy that's going to command the room. Let's put it that way. I, I think he is the guy that's going to command the room. Can you give us like some vague details? No. no, no, no. I'm saying like like how the story unfolded. Was it like at Wyoming in a locker room? Was it in a meeting with a team where he he like? Oh, you know, it was at the it was at the Peyton Manning Football Can- Academy. So let's put it that way. Ooh. But. Kid to kid is it. He's it. And and they can pick up. And it's, you know what it is? It's become cool on draft Twitter to rip that kid apart. And it's become great on draft Twitter to pump up Lamar Jackson. That's basically <laughs> what it's become. It works, Pete. Well, well, you know what? I like Lamar Jackson. I do too. Lamar Jackson is a quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. He's a quarterback. But there are flaws in his game. A lot of flaws in his game, too. His completion percentage stunk, too. Okay, do you worry that – because I, mean, I think the, just doing the statistical comparison and then you do the physical attributes, you can make a comp to a guy like Kyle Bowler with Josh Allen. I mean, No, it, you can't. That's too easy because he threw a football on his knees. No, no, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, not, Dude, I'm not – nobody – Kyle Bowler was never a gym rat. 
Kyle Bowler played football because he had a huge arm. Kyle Bowler doesn't have the intensity of this kid. Pete, how many times when you talk to a team about Allen, do they play? Do they do they not even talk about a pass he threw? But it's that block. Was it in the Holiday Bowl? Well, the block in the Holiday Bowl. But the other good thing they all say is when he threw an inter. Watch this after he throws it through a couple interceptions. Yeah, he chases people down. Yeah. he doesn't blast them. I mean, he's a tough yeah. kid. Loves the game, and he came from nothing, nowhere. He tooled around campus on a beat-up pickup truck, and, you know, nobody else wanted him. And, no, I wrote about him at length right after last year's draft because I had enough people tell me that's your first overall pick. That, <laughs> I, you know, I, I talked to his coach out there. I, I've never heard of – I mean, look, accuracy, which I totally get. I'm not – and I'm not going to tell you he's going to come in and be the most accurate quarterback in the league, and maybe that's a problem for him. But, like, these faux intangible, like, smirches on him are are fake like people are trying to find reasons to ding this kid when other than accuracy there's not much there it seems to me like sort of what happened was and this is just from a you know take a step back and look at the way that this the rise and fall not not rise and fall but the, the various waves of josh allen have occurred it's almost like because Carson Wentz came out of North Dakota State and rocketed up draft boards, there was a, a a very like real need to find the next smaller school, you know, low country dude. And Josh Allen fit the profile perfectly, so he was on the radar well in advance of this draft season, which as a result leads to people picking stuff apart about his game. Whereas like with Wentz, he shot up he shot up at the last second. So there was there wasn't really a ton of time to pick apart his game. Does that does that make sense what I'm saying? And so now it's like there's been a full season of people talking about Josh Allen. I, I come back to the fact that when you watch him play, at least on every drive, there is there are one or two just wow moments. And yeah. you know, if the same thing happened at the combine too, like some of those deep balls he was throwing it was just gorgeous. And I guess the question is, with Josh Allen, is there any concern that if you take him and put him in a place like Cleveland, that he might not develop and foster and become the great quarterback that he could be based on his talent and skill set? Well, they could also have a veteran in it. They might, they might still get McCarron and draft him. I think, that's, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that to me. That's... Yeah, I don't know that you have to play him day one, even if you take him with the won't. first pick, especially with Cle- given given Cleveland, whether it's McCarron or Bradford or you know they bring McCowan back for a year, whatever. Yeah, they'll be they'll be a security blanket there. Um, I could see John Dorsey falling in love with him. The question Dorsey's going to have is. You, it, once you figure out your kid, then it's about especially holding two of the first four picks. Who is every who is everybody else in love with? And is there any way that I could get away with taking the running back or the pass rusher at one mm. and getting my kid at four, or moving from four to three and getting my quarterback at three, or maybe moving the two and getting him there? I don't discount that either. Dorsey will think outside the box. He will attack this you know, any way he can and try to solve that Rubik's Cube two or three different ways before the draft, you know, occurs. Going into it knowing, okay, this is what I think the Giants are doing. This is what my price to get the three would be for the Colts. You know, but, man, if I pass on Allen, do the Giants just take him and now I'm SOL? Yeah. And look, I think that was sort of the main crux of what I want to talk about today with the Browns. And we're going to talk about the Browns a lot over the next few months. Fine, whatever. they got two picks. They're interesting. Jason, if you are John Dorsey, and, and you can do this as if you what you should do, what he should do, or what he will do. Either way, right now you're in a position where you have one and four. What would be your game plan to attack those first two picks at like like as it stands right now? 
I don't know if I can get too cute at the end of the day. He's probably got bigger stones than me. At the end of the day, if I think the quarterback's worth it at four, I'm taking the quarterback at one. Um, you know, two spots isn't going to change it. And, it's, and, and you know, unless you're, you've got a trade in your back pocket that you think is such a slam dunk and, you know, I, look, but having the two bookend pass rushers, I, I can get how that's super attractive. And everybody's in love with Barkley. Although, and again, I wrote about this over the weekend, and he, he blows people away in interviews almost as much as he does with the workouts. I will say this, though. I've had a few teams say, look, some of the bigger games, he wasn't at his best. So there, there is – it's not like he's completely, you know, without any warts or any even minor trepidation. Like, enough people said, yeah, I would like to see him be better against, you know, some of the elite teams he plays. Well, not only that, compare his, his – you know, everybody's wild by the combine workout. It's it's very similar to what Trent Richardson did. Yeah. I mean, and he was the can't miss, right? Well, he missed. Yeah. Trent Richardson's a reason that there wasn't a first round that, like, that Le'Veon, I mean, that there wasn't a first round running back taken for two years. And now we've seen this trend where there's been three straight years of a top 10 guy. You can also go back and look, Pete, as, as we've done plenty of times, you know, Great that you landed Todd Gurley. You could have taken David Johnson in the third round. Great that you landed Ezekiel Elliott. You could have taken um, Derek Henry in the second. Jordan Howard. Fifth round. Yeah, great that you landed Leonard Fournette. Alvin Kamara was there in the third round. If you're John Dorsey, Pete, and you've got one and four, how are you? Are you going quarterback one? Are you trading some assets to move from four to two and and get? I'm getting my quarterback right at the top. You got to solve the position. Forget about you can get the greatest runner in the world if you don't solve the quarterback position. Your team stinks, okay? And and you know what? Once in a lifetime running back. (laughs) Okay, what was the last running back drafted by the team in the top ten that ended up taking his team to the Super Bowl? Do you know who was? Uh, And winning it. the top ten drafted by his team and winning. Who went the, with his, who went to the Super Bowl with the team that drafted him. Anymore. I feel like you've been citing this stat for like three no, years. No, I haven't. And it, you know who it is? It's Reggie Bush. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. And 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 it, look, in hindsight, it was smart to pass on Bush and go with Mario Williams, right? I mean, don't we agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so running, so people, backs, running backs are complimentary pieces. If you have the, you know, so look, I'm. Josh Cleveland, what are you doing with four and or moving? Is Chubb there? Is Chubb there? At four? I don't think so. I don't think because we don't know how Dorsey likes Emmanuel Agba. I mean, that's the unknown. If he doesn't like him like other people, he only had four sacks last year. (laughs) Can you imagine having Garrett and Chubb coming after your quarterback? Be incredible. That's what I just said. If you get those two bookends, there's a certain allure to that. You look. If you get those two and find a D tackle, because I'm not the biggest Danny Shelton guy in the world. You might not need a thirty million dollar quarterback down the road. You know, you you might be able to do what Zimmer did and go deep in the playoffs with Case Keenum. Well, what Here's about the other thing? Here's the other thing, though. Okay. If the running back position, there's not for as great as Barkley supposedly is, and again, he's a heck of a runner. Don't get me wrong. I I rank him one on on, on the running back. There are a lot of guys in this draft that are going to be good. Ronald Jones is going to be a hell of a player. You come back maybe and get him later in the in, in the second round. There's going to be a History in the last couple of years says there's going to be a later round running back that's going to be a uh, going to be a star. You know, that's why Dorsey I said, just found one last year in Kareem Hunt. I don't buy that 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 he's taking the running back at one. No, I don't, I don't buy either. That. I don't either. I think it's now. I think could it be far, the pass rusher or could it be quarterback at one and then yeah. the running back at four if the pass rusher's gone? Yeah, yeah. I I pass the run. You know me. I'm not taking the. I don't care how good that kid is. I'm not taking the running back in the top ten. I if I'm him, 
and I go one, I take my quarterback as Allen. And if I'm sitting there at four and, uh, and, and you got Chubb gone, then I'd consider, strongly consider Minka Fitzpatrick. I think when you look at their defense, the back end of that thing needs help in the worst way. And that kid, Minka Fitzpatrick, can play so many different positions and, you know, versatility and being a hybrid is the way of the world on the defensive side of the ball. So I'd probably go Fitzpatrick. If right. Chubb's. What about, is this, is it, would it be crazy to call the Giants? Call Dave Gettleman. John, John, John Dorsey and Dave Gettleman having a convo would be fun to watch too. I bet they, they drink some, drink some, I don't know if they're, I assume, does Dorsey a beer drinker? I feel like he'd be a yes. beer, beer drinker. Yes, he would. Gettleman, I feel like. He would drink a Natty Bell, Horn. Yes, He's that. from Maryland, Horn. He loves them crabs. <laughs> what was this get is get I don't feel like Gettleman's maybe more like a Tito's and soda guy. Yeah, he looks more like a scotch guy to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So they're gonna think I was thinking I was thinking red wine. We'll have to get to the bottom yeah, of that. I'll ask around. It's kinda yeah, it's kinda leaning something that's a little more he is he, he's Italian, right? Maybe he's a um maybe he's a big uh, red wine drinker. At any rate, they're hanging out, they're talking this over. What I mean, is it would it be insane to to tell Gettleman that you'll give him 35 to move from four and two and then you just control one and two and you have that 33rd pick the first pick in the second day you could come away with Josh Allen Bradley Chubb Ronald Jones and all of a sudden you, you're cooking with gas if you're Cleveland I don't think it's insane it may take more than just 35 I mean because John Dorsey won't be the only person calling two you know what I mean? now I get it you get the four and so it's only a few back but I mean, he might have three talking to him. I mean, Gettleman, Gettleman, Gettleman could have. I mean, Lord knows what will be going on there. Especially if people don't think they're taking – if people become convinced they're not definitely taking a quarterback there, then – Well, the Giants aren't taking a quarterback. Anything's possible. Three's not taking a quarterback. No. So if you get the no, four – No, but three's – somebody's going to trade the three to take a quarterback. Let's take Andrew Luck to the Browns. Huh? Oh, that, that, no, don't, don't start. Don't even, don't even acknowledge it, Pete. Don't acknowledge no, I'm it. I'm not. I'm not. Let it float oh, off. No, that was, that was classic Charlie clickbait. That's all that was. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I had a couple of users here. That was like pooping, that was pooping in a loafer and trying to tell me, uh, it's chocolate yogurt or something. Yeah. That was, that was awful. I thought it was a good exercise. I like that. That was awful. Yeah. That was awful. It's it, was, it was Charlie clickbait. That's all it was. Um, so what should the Giants do at number two, Pete? Take Chubb. Really? I mean, I know they got a lot of money tied up in that, but, but remember, when the Giants were good and running Super Bowls, what would they keep doing? They kept drafting defensive linemen. And, I mean, they well, had they them. They drafted them at two, though, dude, over and over and over. I mean, that, that. What would you do? They don't pick this high that often. I think they need a quarterback, bro. Well, I think Eli I is probably the grinding asset. Probably... Pat Shermer is not going to turn back the hands of time on Eli Manning. And a year from now, they're going to be saying, damn, I wish we took that quarterback last year. I, I mean, look, if you're, if you're talking – but the word is that they're not going to take a quarterback. Me, personally, I would take, I would take Rosen. I'd go Allen one, then Rosen two. That's what I would do. Me take. too. And he fits them in a lot of different ways. But I'm not convinced they're not taking a quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of time between now and then. But that's what I would do too. I think the problem with the Giants is that you, you're this team. I mean, it's a, it's a crossroads situation because you're a team that while you stunk last year and you ended up with the number two overall pick, 
you do have a veteran in Eli Manning who's, who, you know, took you to the playoffs two years ago. If you add a, if you add a blue chip defensive piece or a blue chip running back at number two and you plug him into that offense and let's say you go out and you sign, <laughs> just go out and sign Andrew Norwell and star Lutter to the lay in free agency to, to Dave Gettleman. You think they have the money to do all that? I know. I mean, just spitballing. Let's say they get one of them. I mean, I'm just saying you shore up the line. Let's not forget they got to get a certain contract for the wide receiver too. Yeah, sure. But I, I guess my point is that it would not be insane if the Giants finish next year at seven and nine. Like I don't think they're this moribund franchise that cannot win seven or eight Dude, games next let year. Let me tell you, this is why I don't like the New York Giants. They went bat crap crazy in free agency a year ago. Those are always three-year deals, especially with guys who are the closer side of thirty and as those things inflate. Right? You make you can make a splurge like that. You think you're winning big in the next three years. You don't make a splurge like that to hot, fire your coach a year later. You know, bench your franchise quarterback in the middle of the year for Geno Smith in a regular season game, and do all that. Like that thing to me is a lot closer to being torn down again than it is like, oh, let Gettleman have one great off season and away the Giants go again. I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, their offensive line wasn't good, and three fifths of it's on, you know, is on the free about to go on the street. Um, they, their last few drafts have been horrible, so you don't have this steady stream of upwardly mobile, still cheap talent that you can draw from. I don't like them at the point of attack on either side of the ball. I mean, Olivia, Pierre Paul's not getting any younger, and they're going to have a day of reckoning coming in a year with Olivier Vernon. I don't buy it. I don't. I don't. And the division. I mean. The Eagles aren't falling apart, and Dallas gets Elliott for all 16 next next year, assuming he stays out of trouble this offseason. I don't see it. I I really don't. I think they're doing everything sort of half-assed because they're convincing. But it's kind of like to me like the Broncos and them thinking Kirk Cousins, like even even playing footsie with Kirk Cousins. That's not where you are. That's not what you need to be doing. What they should be doing right now is continuing to gut it and being prepared to build around the quarterback they need to take it to. But ownership doesn't seem to want to go that way. And so I think that's going to ultimately be bad news for Shermer and Gettleman and everybody else involved in this thing. I mean, I, I, I'm just telling you, that's how it works. They didn't, they didn't spend $200 million on defense 15 months ago for those guys to still be here in year three and four of those contracts, or year, especially year four. So we'll see, man. I, I... By the way, one thing that's being lost in all this is positional value. Sure. I mean, we're, 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 everybody, oh, look at Zeke Elliott. Look, I mean, uh, look at, um, yeah, well, him too, but um, he, I brought him up because I'm going to use it a rubber. But you look at those running back, Fournette, look what they, positional value is not there for a running back. So they get driven down. I'm going to give you another example. Roquan Smith is one hell of a football player, the linebacker from Georgia. I mean, he will hit you and run and everything else. Four or five. But, but he's a smallish outside linebacker. And if you look at the guys that star doing that, Levante David, where did he go? Second round. Telvin Smith, he went in the fourth round. You don't draft those guys high because of positional value. Uh, now it's more valuable now because they stay on the field, but even Deion Jones, who's plays in, in Atlanta, smallish linebacker, what do you go in the second round? That's why I think you got to look at that when you factor the draft. And I go back to the running back position. The talk of the running back going first overall, what are we back in 1978? I mean, this is ridiculous. You don't take a running back first overall. He's not. He's not. He's that's not. about as look, if you're the Browns, you, you're fine with everything being out that there. That is about, what, a, that is about as I mean? believable as a movie about a dumb fish fake coming alive winning an Oscar. 
That's about as ble- wait, that happened, did it? What? I mean, what was the Oscar thing about? It's insane. Like they're they're touting how they're changing the world with powerful messages, and they Hollywood wants to step up and and really do the you know be a a voice for the you know leadership in the country. And they're like, well, this fish had sex with a janitor, and that's that's our best. What? Picture. That's the, movie, the, that's the movie. It's about a fish who, it's about a man fish who falls in love with a lonely janitor in the 1960s and they end up having sex. Where, who would go what? watch what is that? The movie called? I watch none of the Oscars. I get all these films sent to me on DVD because I have to join the Screen Actors Guild to, I'm in the SAG union because that's the only way I can get it, like insurance and Wait, stuff. You're the Screen Actors Guild? I have to be. <laughs> it's not fun. The dues are ridiculous. The one, but I need to be in the way my contract structured. I have to be in SAG in order to be able to get their. I need to get my insurance and stuff through them. So the one perk is you get all like in the winter, all these movies that are still in the movie theaters and stuff start showing up at your. Because technically, I guess I could vote since I'm in the union. I could like vote for like the Screen Actors Guild awards. And, I, and dude, I, I don't even watch the movie. They show up at my door, and I don't even have time to watch them. Like well, I, I don't even. I never know heard what these about movies these are. Movies. Until it until they start talking about it. And I what is it, it called? The Shape of Water. The Shape and of Water. It's like this this mer, merman or something that comes on. He's a fish that comes alive. It's where do you come up with that? And Wait who would watch it? And Wait it won an Academy Award. Is is it? Um. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. <laughs> Is the janitor male or female? Am I allowed to ask that question? Female. I don't care one way or the other. I'm just the janitor. Interested. The janitor is female. And so do they reproduce together? They have some sort of fish offspring. I don't know about that. I think that the so the fish is suspended in this big tank. Is Mrs. Gordon's or Arthur Treacher? Are they in the movie at all as like extras or anything? I mean, what would ever make you? Look, decide, go, you know, I'm going to go see this movie about the fish that comes alive. And has any editor. Right. Did you, did you, have you have not seen it, for instance? No. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Have you seen any of the Academy Award nominated movies? I'm telling you, they show up at my house and I no, don't even watch them in my Prince. house. No, I haven't seen any of them. Uh, the um, last movie I saw was Peter Rabbit. I, <laughs> the last movie I saw before that was probably. Baby Bob. Um, no, like one of the maybe Lego Ninjago. That's I mean, good. it used to be there'd be two or three movies every year. You go, wow, great movies. I saw them. They're fantastic. And then they'd have th- two or three other ones that you go, oh, I never saw it, never will. Now, every one, give me, give me one. The one about the one about Churchill actually looks pretty good. That one looks pretty Dunkirk? good. Dunkirk. Yeah, is that no? That's is that the one? No, the other one about Churchill. Oh, okay. The, uh, then the other one that was up there, that was up for there's a three billboards movie, um, which I think. Yeah, people that love that or hate that one. Yeah, I think it really. That one's that's the, sitting around my house somewhere. I, I know that came in the mail. That was the favorite, and it was mainly because I, I think, I mean, not, I mean, it's a very good movie by all accounts, Woody Harrelson in it. Um, and then the, the lead actress won Best Actress as well. But it was like, sort of like involving the Me Too movement, which, you know, you know these movies. You know, tends to, they tend to award stuff like that. Uh, Get Out was the one um, by Jordan Peele that some people thought would be a sleeper to win, uh, it, but we can get into the the whole. My thing. wife watched did, it and it was pretty bad. Did, really? Did anybody did anybody go off on Seacrest? Like either at the red carpet or that's, like during the event or anything? This uh, one one girl goes up to him and he's like, asked her something, and she goes, "You know, the universe has a funny way." Of like 
helping out the nice people and like rubs his chin and then walks away. Well, Kobe well, wanted that to be Kobe taken. wanted a Kobe wanted a cat. Kobe Bryant wanted a cat. Yeah, that's right. Oh, for like the documentary that he did or whatever. Yeah, the basketball, basketball movie. Um, yeah. Okay, so one more thing on the combine: Shaq Griffin, Shaquem Griffin, amazing, uh, right, dude? I mean, how do you who who's not rooting for this kid? I mean, you got to have a cold heart. You got to be quite a Scrooge not to be Plus, all in on good, this kid. He's a damn good football player. Yeah. I mean, he's a, I'm going to have him this week on the Be More Opinionated podcast, which you can find at bmoshow.com or on iTunes. Throw that out there. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. We should We're got... taping with him on Wednesday. Yeah. On our podcast, I guess. He, uh, he absolutely is a bullet on the tape, by the way. He can fly, and he gets to the football. I mean, he is – but where does he go? And I asked around about that. He's I think probably... somewhere day two. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe two. late second – Early third. Yeah. But you're drafted initially. Wait, sec- early third? Maybe third. Probably third. It's high. Some guy, some guy, said, some guy said fourth. But he's going to play special teams. He's going to be a demon on special teams. He's going to be a substitute in the sub packages on defense right away. I mean, this kid can run, and you want guys who can run. So, yeah, I, I, I that was a great story this weekend. Fantastic. The flip side was Orlando Brown was not a good story this weekend. <laughs> Does he fall out of the first round with that performance? Yeah, I wow. think he does. I, I'll you say this. you got to be concerned. I mean, I, I talked talk to some agents about it this morning, and they're like, like, that's one where you got to come up with the stomach flu. You know what I mean? you got to keep him from either running or lifting. you got to know that those two are coming, and you got to get him like, you got to get him sick at some point that day. Like, but you got to go buy yourself I, I, time until the pro day and get him to either lose weight or gain muscle mass. Yeah, but I talked to some guys, personnel guys, and one of the things they said is, look, this kid weighed 417 at one point. He he has some family. You know, his dad passed away, as you know, Jason. He played in yeah. Baltimore, Zeus. Yeah. Uh, and they got some – you know, there's no real guidance there. And, and they think once he gets in with an NFL team and he has the strength and conditioning and all that, he's going to be, you know, outstanding. And he is so long. They say it's unbelievable to watch guys try and get around him. You know, he's a big physical guy. It, it, and he has long arms. But – Bottom line is, he's got to get in shape. I mean, get span alone ain't going to make you a football player. I'm no, you got to get in shape. You got to get in shape. Who else uh, stood out to you guys really quickly? Winners, any winners and losers that that came to mind from the? From well, Quentin the- Nelson might be the cleanest player in the entire draft. Wow, he's got. Somebody told me he said, "You know what you do when you draft him? Sign him up for ten Pro Bowls and put him in the Hall of Fame. That's how good he is." Sheesh. And he is nasty. He is a nasty, violent player. So again, had a great combine. He's going to be okay. But you know, some of these, some of these pass rush, the pass rusher group was better than I thought it would be. Uh, I thought some of those guys, when you look at uh, what they did, explode. You know, the Davenport kid is an interesting kid. The kid from Texas, San Antonio, oh, supposedly Texas. doesn't love football, which you hear from the scouting community, and I didn't talk to him, so I don't know that. But uh, different cat. But but boy. Talk about speed and, and and ability to get up the field. He's got that. So, but I, you know, look, I don't think. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, unless you have a just a dreadful day, like Orlando Brown, or uh, boy, I didn't see this speed on tape kind of day. I think most right. of the stuff is kind of overblown, to be honest with you. You know, I think kind of had a good combine just by it not nothing crazy happening and. Nobody sort of goading him into saying anything crazy. Or whatever. It's actually Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, 
there was potential for something sort of loony to happen or him, you know, somebody to ask him pointed questions and him to kind of lose it. Or, you you know, or there was also potential to start hearing people coming out of those quarterback meetings that night, you know what I mean, saying, oh, my God, I can't stand this kid or whatever. You know, he, he's just just by, by kind of uh, nothing bad happening, it just continues to solidify him going in the first half of the first round. And he threw it well. Yeah. And he threw it well. I mean, let, let's give him credit. Look, again, though. You're drafting if you're taking a guy that you're drafting a six foot guy barely over six feet in the top ten of the draft. That doesn't happen often. I mean, I didn't just, say top ten. I said top half. Uh, he might go top ten. He Feels might go top four is eleven to the Dolphins. That team needs to win. Um, though. that's a weird. That would be Jason. We talked about that. Eleven to the Dolphins. I mean, that's that regime and that group. They need to win. Yeah, but you can extend your. Your your lively your 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 livelihood at, at your job by drafting a quarterback early. Not if he doesn't play right away. Yeah, yeah. You I, I, there, look, there's a lot of confusing stuff going on there for me. I mean, I don't even get look. What are, what are they like this Jarvis Landry thing? Yeah, I would have pulled the tag from him. I mean, I, I like if I can't immediately make a trade, then I'm just pulling the tag and letting them. Like, what do they think anybody's going to give them? In order to then go pay this kid fifteen million dollars a year on a long term deal, I I I don't look. They're they they've gotten my, me. What did you think of the Robert Quinn trade? I I mean, you don't have enough. You've had all this money in your defensive line already, and you've been not close to transformational. Now you're going to take a risk on this guy, yeah, but adding another that, twenty million for two years, and he's never been healthy. Is that because you're going to get rid of uh, Sue? Good, Sue. I mean, hold, it should be. Hold but, that, but hold, even hold, then, hold are, that thought, I mean. Please. Are you better? Are you a better football team? Or don't hold it. Hold that thought really quick because I want to point out one oh. more winner from the Combine. CBS Sports HQ was a huge winner from the Combine. That's our new 24-7 streaming channel covering all the biggest games, the best plays, and crucial insights from around sports. You can go to the CBS Sports app on Roku, on your Amazon Fire, on your Apple TV. You can fire up CBSSports.com on your phone, on your on your desktop, on your iPad, wherever. Any connected device, or you can go to CBSSportsHQ.com, and you can get all the NFL information you need throughout the offseason. Stream it for free. Free. It doesn't cost you anything. You're a, cable, you're a cord cutter. You're tired of the BS, the, 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 the debates that go on in certain places. You just want some good, hardcore you know, football sports information. Go to HQ, CBS Sports HQ. It is the new way to watch sports, CBSSportsHQ.com. Okay. So back to the Dolphins. The uh, what are they doing? I don't get it. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get it either, man. I, look, I had a receiver coach tell me uh, last week. He said, if you don't average over 10, 10 yards a catch, you shouldn't get paid a big money deal. Period. He, he had one hundred and sixteen catches last year and didn't go over a thousand yards. Had this, eight point eight. Crazy. It's hard. I to mean. Do. What is the trend now, right? The trend is now let's be swashbuckling. Everybody wants to find their Doug Peterson. You got to take risks. You got this guy might catch eight balls on the drive, and you you're barely in field goal range. Like, what are we even talking about here? Like, sixteen point two million for one year for that cat? People are like, gee, do you think like, hmm? Sources say he might sign the franchise. No shit. He should have signed it. The, like Cousins did. He should have signed it in thirty seconds. Sixteen million dollars for that guy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, what are they doing in Miami? I don't. I, Mike Tannenbaum, man, whatever. Good Godspeed. 
it's just it feels like the same thing that it's always felt like, even dating back to I think pre Tannenbaum though. You, you remember like they they would like the last few runs in free agency just don't seem to have any sort of like focus in terms of like they they tagged Olivia Vernon with the transition tag, then they let him walk. They spent all the money on Adamic and Sue. They, Dave Lawrence Tim and six million dollars last year when when I didn't think he was going to get David Harris money. I thought it was going to be like a two million dollar deal. The Steelers thought he was done. They give him six million bucks. They cut him. He'll be back in Pittsburgh for like one million this year. Watch. I mean, I... it's a weird dynamic, man. It's strange, 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 strange to pay a receiver that much money. It is, and look, it wouldn't. Their history says that they would. They're totally. Po- it's totally possible they could rescind the franchise tag. Let's talk about a quarterback who will not be receiving the franchise tag. Kirk Cousins was he the was he the talk of Indy? Jason was he the was he the the buzz surrounding Indy? It felt it felt that way. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they met with four teams. Um, and I, I just filed a column on it this afternoon. There, 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 there can't be there, a four-team market. I mean, that's great. There's four teams who made it clear, like, we, we, we want you to be our guy. But it's, it's, it's two teams. He's going to make two visits and then make a decision. Like, so it's Jets and Vikings? That's what I continue to hear. Um, you're not making three visits or four visits. And even if he agrees to make three or four visits, Pete, you know this. If you're the third team or the fourth team, you better go get your quarterback before he allegedly lands in your city because he's not getting out of two buildings without signing. I don't think so, he's ever going to make a visit. I think he gets done before he makes a visit. No, he was not going to. I'm telling no? you. Why? He's taking at least two visits. He will schedule, let's put it this way. He will schedule two visits. Whether he makes them both, I don't know. But by this time next week, they're going to say these are the two teams that we're visiting. He, they don't want to do an Oswald situation. They don't want to do it sight unseen. And, and look, you're making a five-year commitment, and the other team's making a $150 million commitment. You might as well have had a chance to spend, you know, actual time. I mean, look, th- these meetings, I'm told, went about 90 minutes. That's not a whole lot of time. And, and obviously Cousins isn't in them. It's just the agent. Like, I can understand I want to break bread with these guys. I want to see their facility. Let them give me the whole tour. Like, I don't want to do this sight unseen, just having talked to the, the head coach on the phone for five minutes while we're putting a deal together. So he's going to make visits. And these other teams know that he's setting the market. So if you're Denver, and you, are you going to beg and plead to be the third or the fourth team, or are you going to realize, I better go try to beat out Minnesota or whoever else for Case Keenum because I'm not getting cousins. Like, that, I'm telling you, that's how it's going to unfold. And there's a ripple effect to that. And so I'm not buying Arizona and Denver really as as destinations for Kirk Cousins. I okay. think it's Minnesota or the Jets, the do best th- team or the team with the most money. Do you think that Cousins taking two visits then will slow down the whole free agency process, or do you think the Broncos will get involved in the Case Keenum business early on and let Cousins do his thing and try and like, hey, Case, you, you know, screw Kirk, you're our guy, we want you. Here's your money. Come to us now, and then you don't have to worry about it. You can go and mess around with other free agency because if you have, to, if all these other quarterbacks wait for Cousins, and if all these other teams have to wait for Cousins, that's a dangerous little game of musical chairs. No, and they're not going to, and that's why I think Cousins, te- Cousins, people, you know, his agent Mike McCartney is is going to tell these teams at some point, not too soon, but once they figure it out, you know, the hey, we'd like to meet with you, we'd like to meet with you, and everybody else, like we we you know we we appreciate your interest. And it's not anything to do with your presentation, and you guys would have made a lot of sense too. But you know, we got to make a decision, and you got to make a decision, and we don't want to hold you up. And you know, so and then I think the team that you know, the Vikings will be the team where it's going to be interesting because 
they have interest in keeping Keenum at the right price, and Denver has interest in Keenum. I hear the Browns have a little bit of interest in Keenum. Uh, and, and so how does that dynamic unfold? But but these agents, will, there's a good relationship between Jeff Nally, the agent for Keenum, and, and Mike McCartney, the the, uh, the agent for Cousins. So I, I'm sure they'll be communicating a little bit so that the other's not completely in the dark. And, and you know, those guys, those guys are professionals, and they, they get it. And, and so, you know, but we'll see. I, I think, you know, I think for Keenum, it's, it's – Probably Denver and Minnesota. I think for Cousins, it's Minnesota or uh, the Jets. I think. Good luck with that thirty million. Um, whoever pays them, it might not be thirty. Who knows? Denver, it's going to be Keenum or probably Tyrod Taylor. You know, I could see Arizona being McCarron or Bradford. I could see Cleveland being McCarron or uh, or possibly Keenum. Pete, where do you come down on? Where's your? Where's your? Got your spidey sense telling you Keenum's going to go as of March fifth, noon, Denver. Oh, so you don't think the Vikings or the uh, the Jets? Oh, where Keenum's going? Oh, I'm sorry, did I say Keenum? I meant Cousins. Oh, Cousins is going to the Jets. You don't think the Vikings are the play? I think Cousins is going to get more money from the Jets, and then the ultimately in the end, more money is better than going to a good team. <laughs> I mean, bottom line, <laughs> right? I mean that's that's the bottom line. I mean, it, it, they 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 the Jets could, could could legitimately put, you know, forty-five to fifty million cash in year one if they want to. You know, the Jets could give them a thirty-five million dollar base salary, and the Jets could give them a fifteen or twenty million dollar signing bonus that is paid up now, but is spread out over you know five years for cap purposes, and take most of that hit in year one. And then by year two and year three, when they think they'll truly be competitive, Cousins isn't even the highest cap hit on their team. God help them like, if they do that. God help them if they do that. What about what, why? Why would you say God help them? It's what you, you heard me. You the heard, can't you heard, take the money with him. You heard like you're worried me. about the billionaire. You're worried about Woody Johnson. No, I'm not worried about. It, but I'm just talking about it from a football standpoint. I'm not talking about his money because I don't care if anybody spends all their money. Who cares? Not my problem. But God help them. You heard me. You you were right there with my debates, you know. And you heard me, and you heard the guy we were debating. I mean, yeah. I, just because yeah, you, you were, say it doesn't you mean were we both, have to believe you were both it. In, you were both entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who is there somebody you? How, how, dude, but but to the larger point, and what I I don't believe anybody else was reporting before me about how significantly interested the Jets were in you know were into Cousins, and this was being reported during the regular season. How, you, Pete, it's pretty clear they really, 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 really want Kirk Cousins, is it not? Oh, they want him. And they're going to get him. They will get him. They will get him. I don't think there's any question they're going to get him. Because I think they're going to pay more. Oh, well, you? There's, there's a I think they'll make the decision for him. I think they they will make they will make the decision for him. There's a report out there they're they're a little threatened slash scared by the whole Vikings interest in Cousins. And as a result... You know, you start to look. You either start to look at plans B, C, and D, as Todd Bowles pointed out, or you um, you just start to unload the coffers and back up the Brinks truck. Maybe you do both. I mean, maybe. they're going to pay him whatever he wants. They'll, they they have been prepared to put a massive offer in front of him for a long time. Nothing's changed that. Um, they know that Minnesota, like they're not stupid. Minnesota just. Uh, like, they watch the playoffs, you know? So, like, they understand Minnesota's got a better roster. Yeah, but here's like, the thing with your you know. Kirk Cousins, though. 
that thing changes from year to year. I mean, last no, year, does. if you would have said to somebody, oh, I'm going to go to Jacksonville and be part of that, they would have said, why? Right? Because of the money. You would have go why? Because Jacksonville was offering 20% more than some other teams. Right. Which so, you have to do so when you're in that situation. You have to take the money. Because the things change from year to year in this league in terms of who's good and who's not. You take the money. Bottom line. End of story. When was the last guy that took less money to go to a team? Jason. I mean, it happens, but I... But not much, though. Not often in free agency. What, is there any chance that Kirk Cousins signs a two-year or three-year deal and keeps it short no. and hits the agency no, again? he's getting a five-year, what, 150? Yeah, I mean... God, yeah. God like help that team. <laughs> oh, my, you're paying a manage-the-game quarterback 30, 50 million, $30 million a year. You know what's interesting, too, is if this... Um, Depending on what happens on this, well, this is a whole other topic for another day, but it's interesting how the, in the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court is not going to do the New Jersey sports gambling case today, but it, it's probably coming in April. If gambling were to be legalized, does that result in a flood of revenue for the NFL? Does that result in a bump in the cap space? And so if you sign your quarterback before then, are you locked into a, you know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a lot of interesting things um, going on with that. And, you know, of course, you've seen the new, the new TV deals. There's going to be money coming in. The, the cap's Fox money. Yeah. Um, so no, the you, percentage of the position versus the cap is going to go down. If you flood, if you flood a lot of it in the year one, you're super flexible down the road. It's not like they have a lot of other guys they need to extend in the next eighteen months, and that still gives them a lot of flexibility to get two or three other key pieces this year. Yep. All right. Cousins watch is on. And this then is- you'll be back Wednesday with uh, Chris Trapasso to look more at the draft in depth. Is that correct? Wow, Pete, you're doing my work. How did you know how to tease that? That's fantastic. Yeah, we're going to come back. I mid- did radio for seven years, you moron. <laughs> Went from a great teaser to a, a callous insult. I like it. <laughs> That's kind of what my radio show was. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere, anywhere. Leave a five-star review. And uh, and uh, you can tweet at us. At Pick Six Pod, we asked uh, some listeners who would run the fastest forty amongst the three of us. Who do you think would run the fast? I think it would probably be me, but I, I don't want to. Well, you're the youngest. I would hope it would. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not... Even at my advanced age, who would do the most tw- at two twenty five? I'm most reps at two twenty five. You, I'm not Easily. lifting two hundred twenty five pounds. Get the freak think... out of here. I'm not Why wouldn't we ask that? Quite? Why wouldn't we ask that question then? You guys are getting outlifted by a 57-year-old man. That's embarrassing for you. Man up. I'm conceding that. I don't – it's not my bag. I'm, I'm, I'm readily conceding. The best huh? response from listeners when asked who would run the fastest 40, somebody said copper out the front door. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Copper's fast. Copper yeah, is fast. Open it up and let them go. <laughs> I was outside. We're about to take W-A-L-K as soon as this ends. Then i got to get on the bike. Say that Wait, word. does he know what that means when you say it out loud? If I say the oh, word, he will start going crazy. Okay, put, me, do, on, put me on speakerphone. I'm going to say it. Okay, wait, hold on. Go ahead. Walk, Copper. Walk. It's time for a walk. Copper. You want to go for walkers? You want to go for walkers? Walkers. You want to go for walkers? He knows who the alpha male is in this house, Chris Show, and it ain't you. Yeah. Well, it ain't you. You just have but to now, be Now I'm committed, though. If I, I, gotta, came, up, I, gotta if I came up If I came up there and I was with your dog like two days, he'd be like you and that's all dog. He doesn't he doesn't like angry old men. He always barks at him. He just bark at you coming down the street right before you even saw him. For Jason for for Copper Locking for Thanks for listening. We'll see you. All right, see you guys.
Come on, buddy. Let's go. Let's go.